Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to She Boss Talk. We're here for another show. I am your host, Shantae R. Roddy. We want to welcome you in and we want to welcome our newest guest. This is going to be a fantastic show. So I hope you're here to catch the live. If you don't, you definitely want to make sure that you catch the replay. Our guest is Crystal Booth. We're super to, excited to have her. She's a fellow She Boss and her company is Wings of the Future Private Practice. I'm gonna allow her an opportunity to tell you a little bit about herself. Uh, before we do that, again, just wanna welcome you in. As you're coming in, let us know who you are, where you're from. Give us, uh, do share out this broadcast and do hit uh, the love button or do give this a thumbs up just depending on where you're viewing from. So we're just gonna hand it over to Crystal. Crystal, tell us who you are and what it is that you do. Hello, Shante. Uh, good to uh, be here on your show. Thank you for inviting me on the show. Um, my name is Crystal Booth. I am a licensed clinical social worker, um, which means basically I'm a clinical therapist, and I am the CEO and founder of Wings of the Future Private Practice. And um, basically what we do, Wings of the Future does, is we provide um, therapy services like individual therapy, um, uh, let's see, family therapy, uh, couples therapy groups, like domestic violence groups, anger management groups, substance abuse groups, parenting groups, no. provide all these groups and, and things. What we do is we provide this for the community because we wanna help them. Uh, typically our, our primary client that we're trying to serve here is we're trying to serve the client that loses their children to child protective services. And they have these court cases and they, they get involved in these court cases and they want to get their kids back. And we were there. We want to help them get their kids back. We want to help them um, matriculate through the classes and matriculate through the program and, and heal. And and uh, so so that's what we do, uh, Shantae. I love that. I love that you're all about supporting the family. So what, let's go back a bit. I want to really know how you got uh, started in, in this work. How long have you been in uh, business? Well, been in business since 2017, and um, I believe that was uh, March of 2017 is when we pretty much uh, got our DBA. Um, and so we've been in business since then. However, I've been doing uh, therapy work since, and I've been working in mental health, I would say mental health since 20, 2007. And um, so I guess I've been really working in mental health for 10 years before I got to the point where I was uh, licensed and ready to start helping families. But I started out working with families in the juvenile, actually boys in the juvenile correctional facility. And I started helping them um, heal from trauma, uh, working with them in a therapeutic way. And I started to learn about trauma and what trauma does to the brain and, and how it affects people. And so that's kind of where the work started, to be honest with you. But then as time went on, um, I went to work at a substance abuse treatment facility um, out there in um, Acton. Uh, it was actually um, uh, out there off the 14 freeway out here in California. So I went and worked there. And while I was working there, I really, you know, got a heart for the women. And I started noticing the women were in a substance abuse treatment facility there. And they uh, they were all, like all of them lost their kids. And they were in, in substance abuse treatment. They were getting the treatment, but they were, they were coming back. Like they were they would leave substance abuse treatment and then they would come back and then they didn't have their kids. And the whole time they were there and they could be there for even upwards to three months, <clears throat> they weren't working on any of their stuff to get their kids back. So I was like, wow, 
these women don't really have a reason to, to, to really recover because they feel like, you know, we don't have our kids. We lost our kids. It's kind of over for us. They come there. They kind of clean up a little bit for a little while and then they go right back out, get back into some sort of traumatic relationship or some prop back into the drugs again. And then they're, they, they, they still don't have a reason to change. And so I said, you know, I think what I'm going to do is I decided to, at this point, go and um, take some classes. I actually took, went and took some certification classes to be for domestic violence because one of the main key issues I noticed that the women had who lost their kids, that they had, they didn't have any, uh, they had lost their kids, but they had DV cases. Uh, they had, or the substance abuse was intertwined with the DV and things like that. So I said, you know, um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go take these classes and I'm, even though I don't have to take these classes because I work here already and it's not really required of me. And I'm going to go to the people over the facility and I'm going to ask them, can I teach these women the domestic violence so that when they leave here, they'll be able to get their kids back because the court is saying that they have to do DV. And even though we're doing all these other programs here, we're not doing the programs to help them get their kids back. Yeah. So, so I said, uh, what I would start to do is I, I asked them, could I also write them letters to the judge? for any therapy that they do with me because some of them do come to me and they do do therapy even though they all don't have to do therapy because they work with their substance abuse counselor. So I said, you know, let them see if they can come and work with me and I'll I'll vouch for them that they work with me and how what what their progress on. So that's kind of how I started it. And in the process of doing that, I met a partner and I hooked up with her and she um and the great thing as I hooked up with her and she then um she then kind of talked to me about how to get into the court system and how to work with courts and things like that. So she kind of helped me with that. And um, anyway, so that's how I then decided to go and like sit down and say, you know, I got to start my business. And so I, was, I had just started this job and I was like, I got to start a business at the same time. So I just start putting paperwork together and just like getting everything together. And I was like, this is going to you know, this is going to be great. I'm going to get I'm going to be able to help these women at the facility that I work at. But I don't want to just go that that far. I want to. I want to start to create something because I saw a need. And that's one of the things that they taught us because I went to USC. And that's one of the things they taught us. They said, find a, a, a treatment gap, find a um, somewhere where your community, where the needs and in, in the in the uh, services are not needed. Be fulfilled. Yeah. <clears throat> and they, this is what they trained us on. So I said, this is a need. People are not getting their kids back. Like they're going into the system and the kids are staying in the system. The kids aren't coming back. The kids are just, you know, with uh, with a new foster parent. Nothing wrong with being with a foster parent if you really need to be with a foster parent. But a lot of these parents didn't want their kids back. They just didn't have a system and a um, a track to get on to, for that to actually take place. So it was kind of like they pretty much come into the system. The social worker pretty much starts to tell them, you know, you did a bad thing. You know, admit that you did a bad thing. You know. And, takes them a while, a while to admit that they did anything wrong. Sometimes they go into denial and they don't want to admit that they did anything wrong. So mm -hmm. they're, they're fighting with the, the parents and telling the parents, get change your ways. You know, we're, you know, you guys need to, you know, do what you need to do. You know, you need to get in classes and you need to get your kids back, but they don't actually have a specific way for that to take place. To take place. So is that, is, what was it really that pulled on your heartstrings that where you saw where I know you found a gap, right? But we can find gaps and it's not really anything that we're really passionate about that we're going to, uh, you know, really structure our whole business around it. Is it the fact that you're a mother or what, what really was it that resonated with you that you really wanted to see 
um, families stay together and be healed and, and, and moms be able to get their children back into the house? Well, well, my um, my family, my family, my um, siblings actually were foster kids. Um, I, I actually wasn't. I, I was already gone. I'm the oldest of nine children. So I was already gone from the home. So that was one of the things. So I had that memory like, dang, that happened to my siblings kind of, you know. And then I also my daughter ended up getting in trouble with the Child Protective Services <clears throat> for smoking marijuana. And so, um, yeah, yeah, it was, it's, you know, although marijuana is legal now. But, um, yeah, so this whole thing and I'm like let's these are young people that are making serious mistakes granted they're making serious mistakes but there's no help for them mm-hmm. there's really no there is help don't say I'm not saying that there's not people out there helping them but it's not structured right so and, you- and they don't have a path they don't have a path and they don't have a specific aid towards the treatment so it's kind of like well yeah we're going to talk to you about DV we're going to talk to you about this, you know, parenting, we're going to talk, we're talking to you about a lot of different stuff. So we're teaching you, we're teaching you good stuff. But the problem I found out was not that they just needed to learn and be taught stuff. They needed to actually heal from trauma because oftentimes I found out that some of them, their parents had been, had kids had been taken. They had been taken from their parents. So they were experiencing trauma and then going, repeating the trauma and then losing their kids. And it became a generational cycle. And I said, oh, this is, serious like they or they would have just trauma from dv or they all variations of trauma there's so many things or they would have serious grief and loss issues mental health problems just all this stuff and the the treatment was being catered towards just towards talking about their case and getting their their case back which you have to talk about the case because it's it's relevant it's present it's you know real time (laughs) it's real time the case is real time but the past is also important because the past is what has happened in their lives it got them to this point so right it's the root cause right and Mm -hmm. i I like that because now you're bringing a solution into the equation we know like in the justice system a lot of times that is is missing Mm -hmm. Uh, it's just like used to punish but it's not really getting to the root cause to to prevent it from happening over and over to be able to do what you're you're able to do with your services is is to stop the cycle and to be able to uh, create a situation of healing for people, which I know we have viewers here, right? We're all bosses, but we're people. We're humans. We deal with the same types of issues. We all have a tra- traumas. I was talking to my uh, good friend the other day. We were we we're talking about, you know, some of the men in our lives and the mental health issues. And I, what I said is, I said everyone has trauma that they're dealing with, uh, whether they know it or not. So since we're on this topic, can you explain for our audience exactly what that is? Because a lot of people don't even know what trauma is or that they have experienced trauma that is holding them back in some way uh, in their lives. So what is trauma? Okay, so typically what people will say about trauma or know about trauma already, they will know that it's a a traumatic event, like you had a car crash or someone beat you up or, you know, you got your purse stolen or, or something like that. So they will they will see typically see all those physical manifestations of trauma where someone actually, you know, where you, you literally um, you go into a state of shock and and um, fear, fear and stress. It's like fear and stress comes into your body. People don't know about it. it literally enters into your body when something happens. It's fearful or um, stressful or both. So so it could be something. It could be 
something fearful or stressful or um or um both can be something as simple as someone talking down to you arguing with you can be you know what i mean or someone kicking you out of the home your little kid in there your parent i've heard this happen to parents telling their kid oh you gotta leave and then obviously fear is going to enter that person's mm -hmm. body stress is going to enter that person's body people do not understand the implications of fear and stress entering into your body yes that I'm is it could yeah. be it could be an argument it could be a uh it could be an actual event it could be sexual abuse it could be physical abuse it could be psychological abuse it could be stealing your money it could be so many things it could be stress and there's so many other nuances but obviously i don't have enough time to make the big huge probably 100 page list it's a lot right right so let's talk about uh the healing so again what you do is really help you provide like a program uh, mm -hmm. to really uh, give like women a pathway to be able to get uh, back their children. So you're really helping uh, keep families together, uh, it, yes. which is so important. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about healing and how important that is um, for any individual that has been dealing with trauma, uh, whether they're trying to get their children back or they're trying to uh, like many of us are trying to run our businesses, um, how important is it to getting to a place of healing and how, what steps can we take to get there? Okay. Well, first of all, you have to come out of denial. And a lot of the times it's not that you're trying to be in denial. Some people are because it's just too painful for them to face something that has happened to them. A lot of, they feel a lot of shame around it or guilt maybe around it. So it's not something that they want to tackle. Some some people just mentally handle things differently. So they might think, you know, um, my my uh, my way of handling this is that I'm going to deny that it occurred because my brain is going to tell me I'm going to tell myself that this didn't happen. And that's the way that I'm going to handle it. They feel like they're handling it. They're actually, in fact, are not handling it. They're suppressing it. But they feel like this is a way to get out of my immediate pain or my immediate uh, anguish. So, um, so they'll do things like that. They will, um, uh, there's many ways to do that, you know, and then, or, so what was the question? Tell me that one more time. I just want to make sure I hit that exactly. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting there. Um, no, that, no, that, that's fine. Like, how can they, okay. um, you know, how can they take steps towards the healing process? That's right. So, so, so I don't want to get off track here. So, the, so that's one step to come out of denial recognize that that this has actually occurred then the, the second step is to get some help someone to help you to start working on it some you know professionals are really good i mean i know a lot of people feel like you know going to a therapist is you know something's wrong with me i'm crazy it's not about that it's just like having a, a person who is who's educated for you know um trained in this particular field and they're going to be able to sit with you and give you the best practices for how to heal the best way to go about it. And they're gonna begin to help you unpack it too and be there for you in, in a, a very safe atmosphere where you can you know, tell them what you need to tell them, explain to them what you need to explain to them, say the things that you normally wouldn't say to someone um, and, 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 or you fear, fear would, would make you look bad or something like that if you were to say that. They're, they're there for you to kind of unpack it. So you're gonna um, you're gonna meet with that person. You're gonna unpack 
of things. And then you're going to start to actually tap to techniques. There's actually techniques. There's actually strategies. There's actually activities that you could do uh, that I do, my, particularly myself. I do different, different healing techniques with them to help them release the trauma from their body. And what happens is they re it rewires their brain. I help them reprocess the trauma, go back through the events of the trauma and with the fine tooth comb, go through it and see what was the specific thing where the mal maladaptive um, coping came in. Because a lot of the times it's maladaptive coping in there. And so I go in and I specifically try and pinpoint those things that the person has um, is holding in their bodies. And I help them get that, the, that fear and that stress out of their body. And what happens is the body goes back to the natural homeostasis. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would I, I I think that that is amazing and interesting and um that has to be a rewarding process to go through to see someone come out on the other side of that once they've gone and they've had because that has to be transformational. Uh, that's what you're doing, you're creating transformation in in someone's lives and not just someone's lives but the the lives of their children and their family members um because we know anytime that you know, we're acting out or we're stagnant because of mental health issues and it, it impacts everything around us. Yes. Right. Um, so mm -hmm. I think that that's that's so important and to get to a place of healing uh, mm -hmm. is important. Um, so so that's very good. So mm -hmm. let's take a step back, because I believe you told me that you started this um, business with one hundred dollars. Is that right? Oh, my goodness. Yes, I did. I got a little. Actually, I didn't even buy the computer. I did a rent a center. I had no money at the time. I rented this computer. So I think that might have cost me $100 to rent the computer. Eventually, I did pay it off. <laughs> and um, anyway, so I sat down with this computer and I started researching and looking up the documents that I needed to start to get like your EIN number and all the paperwork that you have to do to sort of start a business, DBA and I would get paid on my paycheck because I worked for the county at the time. I would get a little bit of extra money that I didn't have to pay for bills. And I would get one item done or two items done <laughs> on my list. And I would literally go down my list like like a, with a fine tooth comb and just like get everything done. And before I knew it, I was like, oh, shoot, I have it all done. I think I'm, you know, I think I need to now get an office. And then I went and looked for an office and I found an office that I could share with another doctor who, who would mind sharing some time with me in the office. I didn't even pay for an actual office or furniture at that point. I didn't have that kind of money. But I just, you know, slowly but surely started to put this together. And in the meantime, I didn't want to just wait on all of that. I would also get up in the morning at three o'clock in the morning and I would get ready because I lived kind of far from L.A. at the time. I don't live. I live in L.A. now, at least the L.A. area. But back then I didn't. And so I would just get on that, um, get on in that car and I would just drive down to L.A. on that 14 freeway and on a Saturday morning and on a Sunday morning. I stopped going to church because I would literally go down and I said, this is my ministry. I am at church right now <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> because I need to I need to help these people. And I just became so passionate and I would just see all the transformation and I would just do the techniques with the clients. And they would be like, can can I can I do some more work with you, Miss Crystal? Oh my God, I got my kid back. This happened. Oh, I stopped with that hanging with that bad guy that I was with. Or, you know, anything that was stopping them because trauma it affects the brain. So the, the actions of the person that they're they're judging and they're saying this person is horrible, they they lost their kids, they 
they did this before, they, they have a pattern of behavior, they keep going back to that guy, they let them back in the house again, or, or they keep drinking or doing whatever they're doing. When I found out that the trauma was the issue and I pinpointed the trauma and I helped them heal from it, they stopped doing it. They stopped having those problems. They start, oh, I don't need to do that. Or they make a different choice because their brain is changed. <laughs> yeah, they've changed. They've made a transformation. Uh, so, you know, that really works. That's a, that I think really stays how the important, the importance of, of getting to the root cause and really healing. Yes. Healing. Right. Healing the healing the 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 wound or whatever that situation is, so you don't continue to repeat uh, the process. That's so right. let me just for the entrepreneurs out there, I always like to pull out these uh, these pieces. Mm -hmm. Is the fact that you just you got started, and I know like uh, so many times, uh, you know, entrepreneurs and small business, they're trying to they want to start their business, and they think they have to have everything together. Everything has to be perfect. They have to have thousands, if not millions, of dollars to get started. She is a testament that you do not. Uh, all of you, I know you have a purpose. You have a mission. Like she said, it's her ministry. Mm -hmm. I know my, bu my, my business is my ministry. Yes, I'm making money, but I'm here for a, a higher purpose that goes well beyond me. And I see is the same way for you. But you got started. You started where you were. Exactly. What you had, right? And you knew this is something you wanted to do and you had to do that. You had to meet a need. You knew that there was a, a gap that had to be filled and you were courageous enough to take that leap and, and to do it. That's not an easy thing to do. No, it was very, it was very nervous and nerve wracking because when I would do it literally because I myself had trauma, which is why I have so much empathy for people who have it. Um, I uh, would literally be shaking. I would be shaking doing it like because all the all the you know all the mindset issues <laughs> we talk about all the mindset issues were like you can't do it it was so many voices in my head telling me all kind of crazy stuff and i was like because i had gotten to be a little older at that point i think i was in my 40s and i was like you know what <laughs> um i don't care what my brain is telling me to do i'm just gonna do this my brain can do whatever it needs to do it has to have its it's party. It's going to have a party anyway. Let it have its party. And I'm just going to actually do, I'm going to do the specific task. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to analyze it. I'm not going to try and be a perfectionist because it's not going to be perfect. I'm just going to do it. And then later on, after I do it, I'll see what I have. And if I need to fix it, I'll fix it, but I'm just going to do it. And that's how I started doing it. I just start. And, and, I, and, I, and I think this is an African-American piece too, that I want to say about because obviously we don't have the people that sit down with us and teach us how to do stuff. We literally, a lot of the times have to go out on a limb. <laughs> so, you know, and figure things out on our own. And this is one of the, this is one of those things where it was like, I was waiting in my life and I was like, I got all this really beautiful stuff. I want to give people. I love people so much. I want to help people. And I was so passionate to do it, but I had no money. I had no help. I had no training, no parents, no anything to guide me and lead me through this thing. So I had to decide that I was literally going to go on the internet and I was going to read and study and figure things out. And then I was going to do it. And if it worked, boom, I got that done. I move on to the next thing until I just started doing, till I built a whole corporation. Yeah, absolutely. That's yeah. the way, that's the way, that's the way to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you said, so you just got started. You had 
a little to no money, someone opened up their office to you. Um, mm -hmm. to, can you tell us the important, because uh, I heard you mention earlier, and I'm a big proponent of collaborations and partnerships. Um, I think, and this especially now is so important for all of us that are out, entrepreneurs, small business owners, anyone or anyone that's in ministry, period, that really wants to make an impact in the world that is going to require collaboration. So can you tell us, do you think collaboration is important and how have you been able to partner and collaborate in, in your uh, mission to help these women? So I online, I actually found someone who's doing what I wanted to do. And um, I, I talked to her and she was like, let's do a, a partnership. And we did a 50-50 partnership. And that was how I got usage of her office, actually, to start practicing doing this. Because this one, there's two things that you need to do. You, you, you need to, people need to put their physical bodies into what they want. People do a lot of talking. You need to talk about it. And I had been talking about it. I actually had been collecting books to become a private practice therapist for 10 years prior to doing this, by the way. So intention is very important. So you want to make sure that you make an intention, my intention, and then you put something physical into the intention. So you don't just want to just, oh, I intend to do this. And you go talk to your friend about it. And it's, oh, I think you can do anything, sweetie. You know, all those great conversations. No, that's not just it. You want to actually do something physical and put that into what you're, what you're, what you're seeing. So for me, I, I didn't have anything at the time. I didn't have a license, so I couldn't do a private practice, but I could get a book. So I would get all the self-help books. I would watch all the self-help shows. As obviously, I was a therapist at the time, um, getting my hours, clinical hours and things like that. So I would do all of that. And then I would physically put my body into it. So by going and working with this um this friend that I connected with, that was me physically getting out of my bed in the morning, putting on my clothes, combing my hair, driving down to Los Angeles. This I didn't make a lot of money because I was splitting the 50-50 with her. And I think at the time the rate was like 50 bucks. It was really no money. Um, not for therapy or whatever work. I didn't, I made 25 bucks an hour and I probably didn't even make that when I, cause I probably didn't even, most of it went back to marketing and other things that we had to do. So I didn't make a lot of money. It wasn't that. It was me saying, no more am I going to talk about doing this. I'm going to actually physically go and do it. I'm going to find a way to physically do what I say I want to do. That's key. And then I'm going to put set the intention and I'm going to set the intention way before it's time for me to actually do it. So if it's if you're like, well, I'm not waiting on this to do it, because a lot of people are typically are waiting on some. There's some real things like me getting a license was real. I couldn't do it without that. So. There's a period of time where you're trying to do something, but you want to actually, you know, you want to actually do it. So the thing is, if you can't actually do it at that moment because there's something that's holding you up from that, what you want to do is you want to actually go and do something that means what you want to do. Why? Yeah. It yeah. so could be by reading a book on what you want to do. That's meeting with the group of people who are doing what you're doing. That could be getting a mentor. All of this is preparation because when you see people successful, they did not get successful that day. My success had been being built for over 10 years before I sat down with my nervous Rennes in her laptop. <laughs> Just being real, it was reasonable. Exactly, exactly. They stole that laptop, but yeah, uh, <laughs> it was really 
a funny thing. And I would sit there with that laptop and that would be, you know, how I would go about it. But the long before that, I would be telling people, I'm going to I'm going to have a private practice. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And I'm buying books. Now, I'm buying these books because one day when when I need a references, I'm going to have a great library. And right now I have a very large library of books that some of them I haven't gotten a chance to read all of the books, but I've gotten a chance to read parts of the books. But I have them. So if there's something that I need to help my client with, I have that information. I have those resources for my client. So it's really for them more than me. Yeah, I like what you said. And not just like it. I think it's so important is setting the intention. What is your intention? Once you set your intention and then you put it to action, you're going to succeed. Uh, but know that it's going to it's going to take time. But I think making that when once you set your intention that you have a goal, something you're striving for, this is something that you're going to do. And you said also speaking it. I, I believe you need to speak it as well and tell people about it. That helps you hold yourself accountable. So now it's not a secret just with me. I've been I've told people about it. I would do that just to hold my own self accountable. Mm-hmm. Now I really I want to do now I have to do this. I've already put it out there, right? Exactly. Right? I've already put it out there. And once you start speaking, you you know, everything starts conspiring around mm-hmm. what it is that you want to do. So you mm-hmm. just have to just do it. Like you said, putting your body into it. Take Once you take that first action, then the next action gets easier than the next action and the next action. Next thing you know, like you said, you have a full-fledged business, you have a full-fledged uh, corporation, and you're serving the people that you intended to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's so important to go through this process because they glamorize entrepreneurship and small business ownership as though it's this thing that happens overnight that we don't have struggles. Uh, but it is it it is a courageous effort. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, since we're on this healing, talk about healing and trauma, these are things that we deal with as entrepreneurs. We even we're on. Small business owners are very vulnerable. People try to take advantage of us a lot. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we are going through things in our own lives. We, like you said, while you were trying to do this, you had to combat those things in your head that was telling you that you couldn't do this. You're not ready. You don't have enough to to do it. You had to combat all of that. That's a lot. I had to combat a body that was literally shaking. Literally, my body would be shaking, and I would have to ignore that my body is shaking. Shaking. Exactly what my mind knew was the thing because sometimes we we get really caught up in our emotions too, and so I had to learn because I was very connected to my emotion. I'm very like empathic. That's probably one of the reasons why I'm able to do the job that I do. But I had to learn how to control that too, in order to become a boss. I had to learn how to control my own emotions and not be over emotional. And sometimes it's saying, "Oh wow, you're having some an emotional experience. You don't have to answer it right now. You can answer it later." Can answer your emotional experience in an hour and two hours later you know you know you're not ignoring it you're just putting it aside it's actually a dbt technique um i didn't really learn it from there i learned it from suffering with with having with having overwhelming emotions a lot of us have african-americans we've gone through a lot of trauma a lot of disappointment and so when 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 we get ready to do something we we're saying our brain is saying to us something bad is going to happen something bad is going to happen don't do it don't do it you're going to get, you know, and I did go through some trauma too, even with working with all the people that along the way that tried to take advantage of me or didn't give me information or withheld information or 
things like that. There were some things that I did go through, but in the end, it was it, to me, it was worth it because I, 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 I was able to achieve the goal that I wanted to achieve and I'm still working on it. I'm still perfecting the goal, but um, I was able to start to get in line to be able to um, get the get the outcome that I'm looking for. But I had to be willing to thrudge through it. And I had to be willing to um, encourage myself to manage my emotions too. So it's a, it's a spiritual thing. It's a natural thing. It's a doing of a physical thing. It's an intentional thing. And then you also have to determine if you're doing a business, what is your intention? Why are you really doing this? And I had to say to myself, it's really because I don't want, I, I don't want to see not one kid grow up without her parent, him or her parent, if they don't have to grow up without their parent. If I can help their parent to heal. I can help the world because I, by helping that one parent and that kid grows up and they get to, get, they get to grow up with their parent instead of randomly growing up with people they don't know. And they get the love of their parent because their parent is healed. So now they get the love from their parent and they also get to grow up with their parent. Then that's going to change that little kid growing up is going to be able to then go have kids and then they're going to. And so that's why I named it wings of the future because I I'm really wings of the future is really the kids. It's just being able to say, so that was an intention. So if once you make the intention, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? It can't just be for money. You can't for money because you're going to have money times and sometimes you're not going to have money. So you're going to have to realize it's just for money. That's not enough reason. It is a good reason, but it's not enough. Right. Being well connected to your why and you have a strong why, right? Mm -hmm. Your why and your purpose that that is what's going to keep you in it when you when you want to quit. And I don't care how successful you are in business. All of us have wanted to quit at some point or another because it gets it gets hard. <laughs> it's a lot to be a business owner. You're wearing multiple hats. You're taking care, wearing multiple hats, trying to learn. Like you said, you're picking up the books, like I reading podcast books. I'm in class right now. I'm about to take another class. So there's different, and trying to juggle all of these different things and still keep it together and make money and make a living. Uh, so I just want to let all the all of my viewers out there to know that if you're if you're viewing this right now, you have accomplished something big. You're st you're here, right? Mm -hmm. If you have a purpose, you've accomplished something big. If you're still in your business despite COVID, uh, you have accomplished something big. So that brings me to uh, one of my next questions. Is I I think this is really important since we're in we've been dealing with COVID for a year now. Um, I just want to get like your opinion, or maybe if you can offer tips. For anyone that's out there, uh, you know, dealing with the challenges that COVID has brought, it has impacted all of us and our businesses and our families, right? And our, I've been separated from my family well over a year now, even before COVID. But really, I and during COVID, I have not seen my family in person, uh, except maybe two. And they were on the outside of the screen of the door. I had a mask on. They had a mask on. So um, that this, it has been traumatizing. Very traumatizing. It has been traumatizing. So, can you offer us any uh, tips <laughs> for uh, just uh, getting, you know, continuing to get through this um, this challenging time? Yes. I, uh, the first thing that you want to do is you want to acknowledge how you really feel about what's going on. A lot of people um, they they teeter back and forth with how they feel, 
and being be, just being honest with your feelings about that. Like there, like I said, there is a place and there is a time for emotions and there is a place and a time to deal with your emotions. So stop for a minute, acknowledge that this is really hard for me. My, you know, I, I, you can write it, even write it down. Like this is what, this is what I, what I'm, I'm losing right now with COVID. And you can write that all down. You can say, I'm losing this time with my grandma. You can be very specific if you want, write it down and just say, these are all the issues that I'm struggling with right now. And this is how those things are making me feel. These are, this is how this makes me feel. And, and what, and then these are, and then you can reach out to the people or communicate with the people and create alternative ways. I think some of us have already started doing that. We use a lot of Zoom now, very prevalent. Um, I know Zoom has went up uh, quite a bit because everybody uses it. Um, and uh, and uh, so you, you can use some Zoom or you can use some FaceTime and you can try to emotionally connect with people. And then you might even, there may be even opportunities as time goes on where you can set up little events where you guys can meet up together and do something where you can, and that you can, you know, cause you value that, you value that touch, that feel that, you know, that yes. you know, connection and things like that. And then, and then begin to create a life, an alternative life, not the life. And as you begin to go, as they call it, um, uh, you begin to understand that letting go of the past and, and embracing what the future could hold because now that we don't have a lot of indoor stuff we have a lot more time with maybe our immediate families that live with us if we do have immediate families and seeing where seeing the positive aspects of it too not just seeing the negative aspects of it so that's very important but being honest with yourself writing down the things that has happened and then also writing out maybe an alternative way that you can address or enjoy some of the things that you you don't have anymore. An alternative way could be, uh, you know, like I think my family, they probably just went on over. We all met up and had my birthday party last August. We met up, we put, my, put our mask on and we have our birthday party. We good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you get on a plane if we have to, we do, we do, we have to do. Um, but we don't do it as often. We would probably do things more often, but we don't do things more often. We do things very infrequent. So you you, you have to you have to determine what's going to be the best thing for you, but you have to first be honest at how this has really affected you, and don't don't hold your feelings in. Talk to somebody about it. See a therapist. If you know if you live all by yourself, you don't really have any of those ways to navigate things. A therapist is a great way. Some of my clients they say, you know what, Miss Crystal, you're the only person I get to talk to every week. Yes, they don't have anyone else because they, the way that they had all their interactions because they were already isolated anyway before this started. So they the only person they had to talk to was their therapist every week now. So they talk to their therapist and then I then because I'm their therapist talk to them and help them create. And I've done it with other clients. Go and find the people that they are probably not noticing that this could be there for them and create that support system for them. So I teach them how to find a way how to create a support system for themselves. I love that. I love that. That is so important. So I have two more questions. Before we wrap this up, I have two more questions for you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you had a magic wand and you could change anything in the world, what would it be? Um, my family. What What about your family? That, that we would be very more, much more unity, much more unity in the family. All families, mine. The families okay. that would, would come together and be in and be in love 
and um, accept one another. People need to accept people for who they are because nobody's perfect, you know, and just be able to see see each other for who they are. And that would be what I, I'm really all about because I think that everything, a lot of the things that come out of people's lives, they do come out of your individual life. They also come out of your, your um, familiar life, so. Yes, mm-hmm. that's good. Mm-hmm. And what impact would you hope to make in the next 10 years? Well, I would hope to thousands of people reunited with their families, healed, most importantly, so that they don't trauma, re-traumatize their family. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. healed families, couples healed, so that they can, if they're going to have children, they can have children with with the right intentions to have those children um, and with the right plan for those children's lives so that those children would then have better lives and then their children would then have better lives. So I'm, I'm always thinking ahead like that. So Yes. <laughs> I think that's leading to legacy, right? What what legacy do we want to leave? We want to leave a legacy for our families. So um, I think you're serving an important role uh, in that. And I'm so thankful and appreciative that you took your time to come on to our show. Um, mm-hmm. Can you let our audience know, how can they connect with you and what do you have coming up? Well, anyone can come connect with me. We, we're going to have a trauma group coming up. We're going to be open and starting a trauma group, a workshop, trauma workshop. And so you can join that. Also going to be doing some adding coaching to our practice. So I'm in the process of working on that, adding coaching um, programs. So that's going to be coming up. So um, just learning more ways to heal, learning more ways to connect with yourself, connect with God. That's that's really important in your healing process of teaching you how to do that, the fundamentals of how to heal. I'm going to be teaching people the fundamentals of how to heal. They don't know how to heal. Um, they don't know because they don't know how to connect with themselves because oftentimes when you have trauma, you disconnect, you disassociate from yourself. So that's one of the first things you do to survive that trauma. You have to separate. So I'm, I'm all about reconnecting yourself, just like I am about reconnecting the family. The first way that you, you heal a relationship is you have to heal the relationship that you're having with yourself. And if you're, if you're disassociated from yourself because of some trauma that you've gone through, then you're un- unfortunately, you're not connected to yourself. You want to be maybe, but you're not. So at the point in which I help you reconnect to yourself, then you um, unfortunately, you will feel the things that you disconnected for. <laughs> like you did to be disconnected for a reason because you wouldn't want to feel that pain. But it's not going to last long. If you let me help you, I can help you reconnect to yourself. And then this time, not just reconnect for the purpose of going through suffering and pain, but heal it and then move past it. And that's what I do. So reconnect, heal, and I teach that over and over again. And it's, it, it, and, and then I, I go through with a fine-tooth comb to make sure that we find all the nuances, traumas that maybe you didn't even notice that you needed to reconnect to, reprocess, and heal. Awesome. And what's your website? My website is Wings of the Future for us, that's the number for us.com. So Wings of the Future for us.com. Um, you can also check me out on uh, Wings of the Future 50. I believe you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, uh, like we're on right now, and I believe even Twitter. Awesome. And we'll make sure that we leave her information in the comments if you want to connect with her. She's a great woman uh, to connect with. Uh, if you're an entrepreneur, I would just recommend that you connect with her. Uh, if you need uh, help with healing and trauma, I know a lot of us do. Uh, mental health is so important. 
Mm-hmm. for us to prioritize in our lives. So uh, we definitely have a resource for you in that regard. So again, Crystal, thank you so much for being on our show. Guests, thank you so much for viewing. Uh, if you would like to be a guest on our show, we do still have, we're still booking for 2021 into 2022. We would love to have you. If you are making an impact uh, on the world, we would love to hear from you. You can visit us at our website at www shebosstalk.com. Uh, and as always, we will definitely follow up after the show and engage with you. Uh, if you have questions, do drop them in the comments and we will circle back. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, continue to be the boss with Amplified Impact and continue to stay safe and in good health. Have a wonderful day. Until next time. Bye.